0: In Alabama next week, and across the United States next November, voters, even voters who are old hands at voting, who cast ballots for years may find themselves standing at a polling place being told that this time they don't have the right identification to vote. Over the last several years, these ID laws have been enacted as a kind of solution in search of a problem. Voter fraud is one of President Trump's favorite hobby horses. His claim that he lost the popular vote because of millions of illegally cast votes.
1: You take a look at the registration, you have illegals, you have dead people, you have this. It's really a bad situation. It's really bad. And
0: So you think you're going to be proven correct in that statement? Well, I think I already have. A lot of people have come out and said that I am yeah, correct. Yeah, but
1: the data has to show that three million illegals look, voted. Forget
0: that. Forget all of that. But three years ago, a Loyola Law School professor's study confirmed again what every other serious study has shown, that voter fraud is a political chimera. He found that of the billion or so ballots cast between 2000 and 2014, only 31 were fraudulently cast at the polling place. But Kathleen Unger's group works above that particular fray. She founded VoteWriters in 2012, and while legislatures and lawmakers and lawyers do battle over the supposed specter of voter fraud, her Santa Monica-based national nonprofit is essentially skipping all that and going right to saying, you need a particular ID to vote? Fine, we'll help you get it. VoteRiders' mission is to see to it that anyone who's eligible to vote doesn't get turned away from the polling place for want of the required ID, which can differ from one state to the next and even one election to the next. Whatever your state's ID rules, VoteRiders wants you to have it all in the bag, meaning right in your pocket. the name Vote Riders, of course, evokes the Freedom Riders of the 1960s who went to the South to register black people to vote. Was it uh, the Freedom Riders that gave you the idea and the name Vote Riders? Uh, Yes, it was the uh, initial inspiration.
1: And then uh, Vote Riders also includes within it voter ID. So it's actually Vote Riders equals voter
0: IDers the question of whether or not voter IDs should be required at all and what kind of IDs is still being hashed out through the courts. But a lot of people might think, well, I've got a driver's license. What's so hard about that? You're right. A majority of people
1: have a current driver's license in their state in their current name. Uh, However, uh, there are tens of millions of American citizens who don't have uh That kind of driver's license they don't have a current driver's license in their state in their current name, and uh these are uh older uh adults who are no longer driving if they ever did, they are young adults going to school in another state or who are uh riding bicycles and taking public transportation uh They are people of color. They are people with disabilities. They are people with low income, and then a number of states uh, have a uh, require an exact match between the name on your voter ID and the name in which you're registered to vote, and that impacts women, especially since uh, up to ninety percent of women who marry change their names. So you're right that the polls show that a majority of the public think that uh, voter ID is a good idea but they don't think about the people who uh don't have a, you know a driver's license they don't think about people whose paperwork including any kind of ID was destroyed in a in a natural disaster many people uh, the tens and tens of thousands of American citizens don't have an official birth certificate especially uh, African Americans who are at this point as young as in their latter 50s, whose uh, whose mother was was not allowed to give birth in the in the local white hospital, and so they were born at home by, uh, and delivered by a midwife. So uh, there are many difficulties that people encounter in, in trying to get an ID.
0: It's like a merry-go-round, the ID merry-go-round. Once you're on the merry-go-round, you don't have any problem staying on because you get into the ID system and you're fine because ID begets more ID. But trying to get on a moving merry-go-round pretty hard. <laughs> That's a great analogy. Uh, and it is very it is
1: very difficult to wind your way through the maze of bureaucracies to acquire all the various kinds of documentation you need in order to get a government issued photo ID most states require when you apply to uh... to to get a certified copy of your birth certificate that you submit a copy of your photo ID which considering this situation is something of a catch-22.
0: How does vote writers work for an individual voter, say, who doesn't have the ID necessary to meet that state's, his or her state's requirements?
1: If the voter doesn't have such any of those IDs, then we review with that voter the kinds of documentation that the state requires uh, in order to get the quote free voter ID um, and if the individual does not have any of those documents, then we help them to secure the documents with regard to uh, a an original or certified copy of a birth certificate if if the individual doesn't have that uh, we will work with them to uh, apply to the to the um, appropriate state, we will uh, pay for the cost of of that
0: document if this is a low-income voter. Since you started this in April 2012, how many voters have you obtained IDs for?
1: We've obtained IDs for several hundred voters. We have confirmed that people have the correct ID for tens of thousands of of voters. What we have found is that there are two kinds of voters when it comes to voter ID. There are those who don't have the requisite ID in their state, and then broadly there's everyone else because these laws are uh, very confusing. They're, They're constantly changing. People don't know whether it applies to them, and if so, well well then what do they need? And they are oftentimes leery of delving into the various bureaucracies. So what we have found on the ground is that an equal if not greater number of voters are are so confused and and intimidated by these laws that they will not vote even though they have an acceptable ID. Hmm.
0: Now, you also have something people can download state by state that says what the state requirements are, and they can take that to a polling place. So if anyone challenges their ID, they can say, nope, here's the law. We have created a wallet-sized
1: card for all 50 states and D.C. in English and in Spanish. And these cards highlight precisely the kinds of ids that are acceptable in that state al- along with some of the nuances our partner me familia vota texas distributed our texas voter id information wallet cards uh, as part of their canvassing effort in six majority latino precincts in houston for last november's election while overall Houston voter turnout decreased by 1% compared with the 2012 presidential election. Turnout in those six precincts increased by an average of almost 9% per precinct. So these cards enable people to confirm that they have the right ID. If they don't, then they can call our our toll-free helpline number or email us and we go into action to, to help them. People actually put them in their wallets, and if they're um, dealing with a misinformed poll worker, they can extract the card and say, but it says here that this kind of ID is, is okay, and that's what I have. And So it gives people the courage to stand up and to speak up to the authority in the polling place who, who frankly uh, may not be, um, you know, as well versed in the voter ID law as, as one would hope. How
0: is it that poll workers don't know the rules?
1: In a number of states, training is not required. And frankly, being a poll worker, it is a difficult job. And vote, voter ID is very complicated all in and of itself. So it's it's not surprising that voters and poll workers themselves are confused.
0: I have read of people who were in their 80s or 90s who had voted every election their entire lives being suddenly turned away because of new laws that create this hurdle to voting that was not there before. Oh,
1: absolutely. There There are many stories like that. And it's it just breaks my heart. That's why I founded Vote VoteRiders, because I was just, uh, frankly, outraged that people were losing their right to vote.
0: I've read a couple of cases of people who've gotten their ID thanks to you. Is there one story that stands out for you?
1: Dennis Hatton, an African-American veteran of the Marines in Wisconsin. When we initially found him, he was uh, living at a veteran's shelter, and we worked with Dennis for six months seeking documents. Finally, they found what they thought might be his birth certificate, but the first name was instead of Dennis, it was Danae. And as it turns out, that's what the midwife had, had written. Uh fortunately he was able to get his voter ID only because when there, when he had initially applied for his social security number, the name Danae was also used. So there was that kind of corroboration between the two. Six months of of an extraordinary with the lawyers and and our Wisconsin statewide coordinator uh working constantly to to get him his his ID.
0: You are nonpartisan, but I'm sure you hear accusations that you are not. Yes, we do, but uh,
1: we never ask anyone how they plan to vote. As a matter of fact, in we've been on the ground in, in Virginia all this year through the November 7th uh, election, at Virginia being a strict voter ID state, and a gentleman uh, called us at our at our helpline, and he said, you know, I'm a Republican. And I voted for Trump, and I said, well, that doesn't matter. You know, if you want to vote, we want to make sure that you're going to be able to vote. So what can we do to help you? I just am deeply concerned about the very foundation of our Constitution, the right to vote. The first three words of the Constitution, we the people. If we, the people, cannot voice our opinion about our government and who's running it, then the whole thing just crumbles. It's, it's
0: just, it's that essential. Kathleen Unger, thank you so much for talking to me. Oh, Pat, thank you so very much. I really appreciate it. Pat Morrison Asks is produced for the Los Angeles Times by Pat Morrison. It's engineered by Tim French and Todd G. Levin and edited by Levin. The audio moments are from Bill O'Reilly's show on Fox and Alice Cooper's Elected on Warner Brothers. Subscribe to Pat Morrison Asks and never miss a podcast.